0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Victory Ave here on the My Team My Voice podcasting network. I'm J.D. Breaking down the Mavs' loss to the Lakers, the game just went final out of L.A. And it was a disappointing loss for the Mavericks, a final score of 114-113. The Mavericks did not lead at a single point at all this game, but it looked like towards the end there may have been a chance for them to come through and win the game. And really what I want to focus on here is that fourth quarter. That's really when things got interesting. Obviously, they fell behind big in the first quarter of play. That didn't help uh, getting outscored by over 15, if I'm remembering correctly. But they were able to cut the lead down there in the second and keep fighting through the third and fourth quarter and end up only losing by one. And the fourth quarter was pretty frustrating to watch, Honestly, even though the Mavs were able to cut into the lead, uh, the Mavs were down by 13 with 541 remaining. Um, Actually, they were down 104-93 to with 610 remaining. That's when Doncic subbed in the fourth quarter. He played from that point on, and it seemed a little too late to me. I think that's what really cost the Mavericks this game, because as soon as Doncic went in, they immediately... It just looked like a whole new team. They are able to play a lot better. They were moving the ball. They are hitting shots. Donchick, he subs in, immediately makes a three. His first shot coming in, and then he's able to get some steals, make some nice passes, rebounds. He defends LeBron down in the post and gets a big stop. He's able to find Harrison Barnes for a three after drawing a double team late in the game. That was with 24 seconds left. That got Dallas within one, and then... Doncic was able to hit a really tough floater over Brandon Ingram, I believe, that should have probably been an and-one, honestly. It looked like he drew a lot of contact there in the lane, but it was a tough shot. He was able to make it and tie it up with seven seconds left. And then LeBron brings the ball up, and Wesley Matthew fouls him. It wasn't intentional, but he wrapped... Wesley was playing way too close. He picked up LeBron at half-court, which was unnecessary. LeBron has a full head of steam going... And Matthews gets beat, and he reaches around and tries to poke the ball out from behind, and he ends up fouling LeBron. And LeBron will make one free throw, and that's all he needed to give the Lakers the lead. And then the Mavs were out of timeouts and only had 2.1 seconds to get off a shot. And Berea threw one up, and just past the half court line. A really tough shot that ended up that ended up not falling through. And it was a, as a Mavs fan, you're happy to see them fight to the, all the way through that. And to not give up and to go on the road and only lose by one after a really bad start. To fight through that, that shows a lot of maturity in this team. But that being said, I just I, it was frustrating because I kept saying Doncic should be in the game. There was no reason for him not to. And even the whole game, they just weren't going to him enough. There's no reason that J.J. Barea, Wesley Matthews, and Harrison Barnes should all be getting more shots than Luka Doncic. There's just no, there's no good reason for it. He is the most talented player on this team. At the age of 19, he is already the most talented player on the Dallas Mavericks. And I get that he's inexperienced. He's still feeling out the league. But he's coming off a career-high score in 30 against San Antonio, which is one of the best defensive systems you're going to see, going up against the Lakers, who have one of the worst defenses in the league and you only—he's your fourth option on offense. Only playing twenty-eight minutes. JJ Perea played twenty-five. I love JJ. I've been a Mavs fan for a while now. I was with them back when they won the title, and JJ was a big part of that. And he'll always have, I think, a special place in Maverick fans' hearts. But he isn't our guy he isn't the go-to guy on this team there are so many players above him that i would rank in terms of importance to this team in terms of their talent and contribution and i remember before Doncic hit that layup with two seconds left to give the mavs uh to tie that game up i remember going out of that timeout the mavs called a timeout before Doncic was able to get the bucket they call a timeout they huddle up and i remember the announcer saying you know, expect the ball to go to J.J. here. He's known to be the big-time playmaker and to make the club. No, he's not. Borea has never been that guy. He is a scrappy, good player. He's smart. I think he's a really smart player. He had 15 and 10. He's He's a talented player. But he's also extremely inconsistent. He is a very up-and-down player. And I just, and it's not even necessarily anything against him. It just when he's taking opportunities away from Donchinch. I just don't get it. Or taking away opportunities from Dennis Smith Jr. Brea was on the court more than Dennis Smith Jr. tonight. He had a, granted, Dennis Smith didn't have the best game, only two and nine from the field. But he had no assists either off, or he had, excuse me, he had three assists, um, it was just frustrating. It was frustrating to not see Doncic get in that game sooner, because the second that he came into the game, everything changed. Their offense was clicking, the ball was moving, shots were going in. Defensively, stops were being made. The Lakers didn't make, I think, a field goal throughout the last three and a half minutes of the game, something like that. They only hit two free throws during that time. They imme- the Mavs immediately went on a run. And they, for whatever reason, just refused to get him in earlier. And you could just tell that the longer he was on the bench, the the worse their chances got of coming out on top. And I think Carlisle just held him on the bench a little too long. And it's disappointing because in a one-point game, decisions like that can cost you. And I think this time it did. In the six minutes, that final 6-10 in the fourth quarter, the Mavericks outscored the Lakers 20-8. to eight. That's plus 12. And people are playing good. It wasn't just Doncic. DeAndre came through. Barea had a couple nice plays. Barnes made some shots. But the main guy on that run was Doncic. And he could have done it sooner. As a frustrating loss for a Mavs fan. Um, obviously... Even though the fourth quarter, there are a lot of things you can point to that didn't go well. They shouldn't have been down by nearly 20 <laughs> at the end of the first quarter like they were. They put themselves in a bad position to start out of the game. But when you have an opportunity to come back and win and you're leaving your best player off the floor until the last half of the quarter, that's just not going to do it for you. And it's not like he had been playing the whole game and was gassed. He'd only playing 28 minutes. And they're not off of a back to back. They had rest. Before Donchich subbed in, he was actually only at 22 minutes of game time. I just don't get why he wasn't in that game sooner. And I can't help but think that if he had gotten in sooner, that the Mavs would have been able to win. And so it's frustrating to see them lose um, to the Lakers, but I think that there were a lot of positives um, from the players that were out there. Doncic just started to really click now. He's, I mean, like I said, he's coming off a thirty-point performance, and again, having a really good game: five of eleven from the field today, three of six from deep. Uh, huge in the fourth quarter. He did have a minus thirteen overall in the game, and that plus-minus, but again, in, the, in those last six minutes, it was a plus twelve. And you could just tell by looking at the offense that they needed him to get in there to really finish it off. That The offense was looking good, things were flowing, but it just looked like if he threw Doncic in, it would be able to kick up another notch. But the Mavs had an opportunity to win even with Doncic in. They tied the game up with two seconds left. They were able to come back with him and Wesley made that foul. He disagreed with it. Dirk was on the bench yelling at a ref, but from what it looks like, it looks like he did clip LeBron's arm there on that reach around, and that was just bad positioning by Wesley. It all happened fast. Luka made the shot. There were no timeouts called. LeBron just took it and ran up the court, and Wesley just didn't get back. I mean, he should have met LeBron halfway and forced him to make a jump shot. But I think that this is a good step in the right direction for the Mavs. They fall now to two and six on the year, which isn't exactly what you want to see. This was the team that I thought at least would be able to make a push for at least the top half of the non playoff teams. I wasn't necessarily sold on them making the playoffs in the West, but I think that they could have fallen in that ten or nine spot, just missing out. And I think they have a lot they got a lot of work to do to get to that point. But it looks like the signs are there that some of the core players on this team will still be around when they do become a playoff team again. I think you have some pieces on this roster that you want for the foreseeable future. Obviously Doncic is going to be a franchise guy. Dennis Smith Jr. I don't think he's a max contract kind of player, but I think when his rookie deal runs up that he could be worth a 15 to 20 million dollar type player. Harrison Barnes is locked up for another year. DeAndre Jordan will be a free agent. He's been playing super well. You might want to consider bringing him back. He's obviously older. He won't be a long-term, you know, five, six years from now, um, a max kind of guy, but I think he'd be worth bringing back in the offseason. You can see, though, that these pieces are in the right place, that a lot of these pieces are in the right place the mavs need to want to win i mean this this is a team that is built to win games right now the mavs have gone in on this team looking to win they traded their pick away to atlanta it is protected top 5 i believe and i don't think the mavs are a bottom 5 team in the nba but i haven't seen them also be far out from that i think that i, I don't think they're the odds of them getting a top 5 selection are very slim i think this year but I'm worried that we're going to be giving away a, you know, a pick somewhere seven through ten. That would be frustrating to see the Mavs lose that many games and then not get a draft pick out of it. But at the same time, we got Doncic from that deal, and it looks like he that we made the right call there. That he is that game-changing sort of player, a franchise cornerstone that they can build around. And hopefully as the season goes on, we'll see less games like this where we're down by 18 points after the first quarter, where we're making fouls with two seconds left, uh, fouling LeBron. That, you know, we're leaving our best players on the bench for too long in the fourth quarter. Hopefully some of these things start to dwindle as the season goes along because as a math fan, it was just so frustrating watching that game develop, and then it was exciting there. Once Doncic checked in in the fourth quarter, the game became fun to watch again. And it uh, it just didn't, it wasn't meant to be this time around. Which I'm sure is disappointing for you guys as much as it is for me. But it's still early on in the season. We got a lot of basketball left to play. The Mavericks, as I said, 2-6 and six now on the season. That puts them at 13th in the West. Next game will be at home versus the Knicks, and then at home versus the Wizards on Friday and Tuesday, respectively. We could see Dirk back by that point. Carlisle saying that that's when he'll be reevaluated this weekend. So it's possible we see Dirk getting his first action of the regular season against the Knicks on Friday, and if not, maybe against the Wizards on Tuesday. Not sure how much he has left in the tank I'll be interested to see if he starts. I don't. I'm not necessarily certain that he will, but as a Mavs fan, obviously it'll just be great to see 41 back out on the court for the Mavs and get to see him and Doncic together in action. I think that'll be really exciting too. So, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Victory Ave here late at night. Uh, now I guess now early morning. It's now Thursday morning at this point. Uh, those west case those west coast games will keep you up late. <laughs> Tip-off was at 9.30 Central Time. But thank you, everybody, for listening, staying up to listen to the podcast, whether you're listening to it tonight or you're listening to it tomorrow. We appreciate you listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to subscribe to us or leave us a review on the podcast. Both those things really help us out, help grow the brand. And it keeps you up to date. We'll be able to notify you when we put up new podcasts so you guys won't ever have to miss a beat here with my team, my voice. So until next time, sports fans rejoice. This is my team, my voice.